You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. All right. Today I am flying solo on the podcast. It is just me. I wanted to jump on here and I want to talk about one thing. This one thing will absolutely change your culture. This one thing will change your leadership. It will gain loyalty with everyone in your company. And guess what? It's absolutely free. Absolutely free. Now, we know everything worthwhile is uphill. So it is going to take something. It's going to take your time. It's going to take your attention. This one thing is called one-on-ones. If you're not already doing this in your company, I highly, highly recommend that you start implementing one-on-ones. And a one-on-one is with you and someone else in your company, a supervisor with someone that you, um, if you're a supervisor, if you're leading anyone, that you sit down with them and give them 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, that is on a weekly basis, bi-weekly, a monthly, whatever fits your organization. But I have seen this radically change a company. So I want to talk about how I personally do one-on-ones and how one-on-ones have been done to me, what I like about them. And I want to give you five things. Number one, set them up and protect them with your life. Don't go changing the one-on-ones last minute or even a couple of days before unless you absolutely have to. Now, I know things come up, but I remember when I was the one that was waiting to meet with my supervisor years ago, there were times where he would have to change it last minute. And what it felt like to me is that there was something that was more important than the time that was scheduled for me. Now, it probably was something that probably was important, but perception is reality. And so when you schedule these one-on-ones, please protect them. Please stay on time if you have them back-to-back. Running over happens, but what it shows is that the person behind that person, it shows them that you don't value their time. And then so you've got to take up that time, and then it just rolls over throughout the day that you're running behind. So the first thing is to schedule the time and protect it. I like to have the one-on-one scheduled um, months in advance. I like to have them planned out for the year. That would be ideal. So we can book everything. I book my schedule around all of that. So in our company, we do them monthly. I have them booked out to the end of 2021, or at least they can go ahead and schedule the time. But I know what days those are. So when I'm out consulting and I'm out on the road, I know that on these days, I want to be in town and I want to value that time. Schedule it and prioritize it. The next three come within the one-on-one. I like to ask three questions. The first one is, you have to explain it the first time, but the first one is, where are you at from a one to 10? On one to 10 scale, where are you at? 10 being like, this is the greatest day of my life. And the one is like, this is the worst day of my life. And I'm just trying to get through it. Now, why would I ask, how are you from one to 10? Well, it helps me as a leader know where they are. If they say, I'm at a six today, that lets me know that I do not need to coach them at a 10. Because if they're at a six and I coach them at a 10, what's going to happen is they're going to leave that one-on-one 
and they're going to they're going to be thinking man that guy just doesn't get it my life's falling apart or i'm going through this and he's sitting there talking about xyz but let's just say someone comes in and they're at a 6 two words i don't want to use and that's just and only I don't want to use the words just and only because it can belittle the number. If I say, why are you only a six or why are you just a six? That belittles. Being a six is okay. My goal is not try to get them from going from a six to a 10, but maybe a six to a seven. So I want to say, why do you feel like you're at a six? And if they feel like they're at a six because of some things that are going on in their life, then I'm going to maybe ask for more clarity. I'm probably going to ask, hey, let's talk about that if you're okay to talk about that. And this is where I want to take off maybe my coaching hat and put on my mentoring hat and connect with them and see what I can do to serve that person during that time. So where are you at from a one to 10 scale? The next question I like to ask is, what do you feel like you're winning at right now? They already know, and they're very excited to usually tell you. So it might be something they're winning at within the company. It might be something they're winning at at home. It might be something they're winning at is, hey, we're putting money aside each month so we can go on vacation and have it paid for. Whatever that is, um, ask them, hey, what do you feel like you're winning at? The third thing I like to ask them is, what do you feel like is your biggest opportunity for growth? And sometimes they'll have to think about this. Sometimes they already know what it is, especially if you're one-on-ones, you're going over their goals, you're going over their sales or whatever that is. Like in our company, they, we have goals. And so they know what their goals are and they usually know, Hey, you know, my, I know this month, my rebook percentage was low. That's my biggest opportunity for growth is get my rebook percentage up, whatever it is in your company. The biggest opportunity for growth, it might be like, you know what? I just feel like I need to be a better mom. And I'll say, hey, let's put some guardrails. Let's put some guidelines. Let's put some parameters up so you can be the best mom because we want you to win at home before you win at work. And you're going to get a way better employee if they're a better mom, if they're a better wife, husband, father, whatever it is. If you get that version of them at home, you're going to get a better version of them at work. And those are the three questions that I love to ask. Where are you at from one to 10? What do you feel like you're winning at? And what's your biggest opportunity for growth? And the last thing I want to talk about for leading a one-on-one is you never want to correct the person in the one-on-one. It seems like the right place, but it really isn't. So if somebody say is out of dress code or they're coming in late or, you know, they have a bad attitude or whatever it is, you want to handle that right then. You do not want to wait for a one-on-one. You want to make that one-on-one a celebration. You want to make that something they look forward to. So, you know, if you can have drinks, snacks, whatever it is, especially if you're lining up to do one-on-ones all in one day and you lead multiple people, that might be good for them. It might be good for you too. Because in our company, we have a day and a half that we do one-on-ones. And so it is one of my favorite things to do in our company, but it is it is tiring after a full day of, doing one-on-ones, but I'll tell you what, you put this into action and you stay consistent with it. And remember our five points is to schedule it and protect it with your life. Do not move the one-on-ones. And then in the one-on-ones, ask them where they're at on the one to 10 scale, what they're winning at, their biggest opportunity for growth. And then the fifth thing is never, ever correct them 
in the one-on-one. You always want to handle that right then when it happens. So if you're not doing one-on-ones in your company, this is a great format to go by. And as you evolve, you'll find your own voice and you'll find a format that works well in your company. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully this time was valuable and we'll see you next on Touch the Line. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.